Welcome to Working Girl Talk, the podcast to help you not only navigate the workplace, but feel confident doing so. Now, let's talk. Hello, welcome back. I'm so happy to be with you today. A lot has happened. So we are actually going to skip today's headlines and dive right into the content today because I just got back from Create and Cultivate and I did get some questions about it and I took a lot away from this past weekend. So we're diving into it. So our story actually begins on the way to a funeral, as morbid as that sounds, but a couple of months ago, I was out of state heading to a funeral. I was staying in a hotel with my sister, and the morning of the funeral, actually, I woke up really early and just started typing out this email pitch to Create and Cultivate. It had been on my mind for a few weeks, and for some reason, it just hit me to do it right then. I know this is a bit strange, but a few things to know about your girl, Abby. I get ideas and inspiration probably two times a day, and that's one super early in the morning. Right when I wake up, I jot down some notes on my phone, and usually I'll just fall back asleep. Or two, when I'm on my way to work commuting in the car, and for a long time that would just happen to me, I'd have all these ideas and be like, oh, when I get to work, I'll write these down, and I'd always forget. So now I usually have the voice memos app open on my phone so I can just record it and talk into it while I'm driving, which I don't recommend that, but that's what I do sometimes because I'm like, I can't forget this. I woke up with this idea to really just, I was like, I have to pitch crane cultivate. It was just eating at me. I'd been thinking about it for so long and I thought, let's just type this out. And as morbid as it sounds, like I said, being in town to f- attend a funeral later that day and just thinking of life through that lens can really kick you into gear. And it, at least it did for me. So celebrating the life of a family member was very emotional and seeing family I hadn't seen in such a long time was really meaningful, actually. So that whole weekend was really just a reminder that life is really precious and it's also fleeting. So I got to make it count. And it's unfortunate that I feel like times like that kind of make us think that way but um, at least they make us think and I some positive can come out of sad times because it really made me think wow like life short I gotta just make it count and do what I can Uh, one of my favorite quotes actually is take the risk or lose the chance which I've said on the show multiple times before but as strange as it is that weekend really kind of kicked me into gear on like okay I gotta just take the chance and really kicked this whole story into gear here so I wrote up that pitch and I actually waited to the next day once I was back home to send it off come on I'm not over all my doubts. I have to procrastinate just a little bit. But I waited till the next day. I pitched it that morning. And in the big picture, I was just thinking with that perspective of really what's the worst that can happen? They just never respond. Great. No worries. And at least I know that I did everything that in, that's in my power to make this happen. Because this has been on my goal list for so long. And I just had seen so many promos because, of course, I love the brand Create and Cultivate and had seen them post about their LA conference coming up. And I was like, maybe this is my time, my time to shine. So let's just pitch it because this has like I've written this on my goal list for so many years. And spoiler alert, if you saw my Instagram post this week, I actually took a screenshot of a goal list I wrote down five years ago in 2018 that had at the top of it, Speak at Create and Cultivate. 
And it was just cool that I made that happen. But anyway, we'll, we'll get there in just a second. But um, this has been on my mind for so long. And I was like, you know what? Let's just do it. Let's just pitch. I did it. I sent it off. And just a side note about my actual pitch email, because I did get some questions about this, is that always communicate your value. I shared my qualifications, what I would bring, how I would help and make the conference better. So it's not so much as a, oh, hey, like you should do this for me and I want this. It's more of like a, how can I help? And I think that's always a nice way to approach it. And it's true. Like if you always approach things with it coming from a place of service and wanting to help I think it's such a better experience for you for whoever you're working with and for people listening to you so that's always the approach that I go with and that's authentic to me and I hope and think that would be authentic to you as well if you do want to public speak or do stuff like this hopefully it's coming from a place of wanting to help so shared my qualifications that I've done public speaking before and I've actually written for create and cultivate in the past so I threw that out um, as well that I had had a previous relationship with them and And I even shared what session that I could be a good fit for. So I originally pitched myself for a panel on marketing. And yeah, and it was just very much like, hey, I just want to help. Here's how I could be a good fit. Let me know if you have any questions, that sort of thing. So that was kind of the the structure of my pitch. That's how I approached it. And eventually it did work out. So I sent it off and crickets. I followed up a week later, still nothing. And oh, well, time goes by. Oh, well, at least I did it. I pitched it and I'm proud of myself for taking that scary step. So time goes by and about a month later, I was sitting at dinner with my husband and I got an email from them and they asked actually if I could do a different session than than I had originally pitched. And it was a mentorship session by myself. So it was very surreal because I originally had pitched to be on a panel and now I had a session all to myself and it was one of the mentorship sessions, which is Q&A, very interactive. So it was just so surreal and exciting. And then a few short weeks later, I was there speaking at the conference. I share this story for a few different reasons. Number one is don't count yourself out before you've even had the chance. I'm very qualified to speak at something like this, and I've done a lot of speaking before, but that doesn't mean that I didn't feel nervous about saying that initial pitch, and I really almost didn't. It was really just that weekend of kind of thinking about life and deep thinking that made me think, you know what? I just got to do it. I'm just thinking, wow, if I wouldn't have sent that email, this would have never happened, and life would have totally been different, which brings me to point number two on why I share this is that one small action can really change everything. I feel like this can apply to everything too, that one small action can really impact somebody, can really change your career, can do all these different things. And there's a quote from the movie, We Bought a Zoo, and I'm pretty sure it's in other places as well, but we'll just credit it to We Bought a Zoo, that movie with Matt Damon. But his character says, you know, sometimes all you need is 20 seconds of insane courage, just literally 20 seconds of just embarrassing bravery. And I promise you something great will come of it. And I had that burst of that embarrassing bravery and sent that pitch. And then look what happened. And again, I'm pretty sure I've heard that quote in other places, but I liked the way that is phrased just because it is embarrassing to be brave sometimes, but you just have to do it and put your out there. And reason number three is rejection. I've been rejected a lot. There have been so many opportunities that I haven't got. And I honestly, the I would say most people you see that are having these like, oh, like these highs, like these moments, wow, they're just doing so much. That is probably just the 1% and then the 99% is the rejection and the hard times and the, the not ever hearing back. So it's just rolling with the punches and you just got to keep trying. So I'm just really starting to accept the fact that 
things happen when you're ready for them. I'm actually so grateful that this opportunity didn't come sooner because I don't think I would have had the experience, the life experience, and just the the things and tools in my experience to help those who I chatted with at this event. I really am starting to think that things happen really when you're ready for them like this. And I'm actually really grateful this didn't come sooner, which is kind of a funny thing to say, but I'm starting to change my perspective a little bit on rejection and it's definitely a process but maybe it can help you too that I really think that sometimes when this rejection happens it's like okay like maybe I'm just not ready for it yet or something else is around the corner for me. I wanted to do a quick recap of the event after all it's an event for professional women like us working girl talk gals so I wanted to recap it and if you've ever been curious about attending Create and Cultivate here's the scoop because I know I was this was my first time attending um, which was just really cool that I was actually speaking at it too. So a recap, I flew into LA on Friday night. I was actually a little stressed about the transportation piece. Fun fact about me is I don't ever book the Uber. I am always the one that just Venmo's the person and never actually book the Uber. First time downloading the app and it was totally good. And I'm not super familiar with downtown LA. So I just Ubered everywhere and it actually turned out fine. So if you do have any hesitations about going somewhere alone, I would just recommend Ubering and just being on high alert, of course, as usual, but it turned out so good, no issues at all. And I packed so much. My bag was extremely heavy. Even when I was lifting it into the overhead bin on the plane, somebody had to help me, which was very kind of them. But why is that? I still had not figured out what I was wearing to this event. The morning of, I decided on the pink suit. And when I went to iron it, the iron would not work in the hotel room. So it was leaking water that who knows how old that water was. And the whole iron was hot except for the metal part. So that was just about to explode, I'm sure. So that was an interesting development. So tip there is make sure if you are going to an event like this and really want to look and feel your best, plan the outfit the night before, check the iron, get it all ready the night before because it was a little bit of a stressful morning for me. Even still, I felt called to the pink suit. So we just embraced the wrinkles and wore it anyway. And to be honest, the whole outfit saga was really stressing me out, but I went with it. I texted my husband while I was getting ready and shared that I was actually very nervous. And he said, that's a good thing. And it's funny how much comfort that little phrase brought me. There is something to, it's a good thing to be nervous because that just means you care. So that really brought me a lot of comfort. And hopefully that is something you can take with you today too, that it's okay to be nervous. That's actually a good thing. So because of my outfit drama, I was running a little late, but I Ubered over there to the California Market Center, which is a super beautiful venue, by the way, and checked in. I had to check in in the speaker line and to be honest, I felt very cool. Uh, Then I was led back to the talent-only green room, double cool, and got to see some of the other speakers and chat with them. And from there, I really just enjoyed some of the sessions, explored the activations. It was a beautiful setup. And something I'll say too, for any of my other working girls who are thinking of maybe going to an event like this in the future, is this was probably one of the best events I've ever seen to attend alone. And I often find myself personally going to things alone all the time. And some events are more alone friendly than others. Like it's easier to meet people and talk with people at some events than others. And this setup was actually so perfect. So if you ever do have any hesitation about going alone to a create and cultivate 
definitely still do it because their setup is so alone friendly. And they had a main stage where all the panels were and all the main sessions were. And that was going on the whole time. But that was just a part of this big room. There was there were no walls. It was just one big room. And there were some curtain dividers. But overall, one big room, which was pretty cool. No doors. So you could still walk to activations, still walk to the food bars. Wall sessions were going on. There were even more like lunch style tables in the back of the main session side of the room. And then on the other side of the room were the closed off mentorship session areas, which is where I spoke, which were still had about 50 chairs each in them. And they just felt a little more closed off because they were um, divided by a curtain which was kind of nice because you still had that privacy but again still very easy to flow through you could go in and out and it just felt a little bit more intimate because those were a Q&A style session and there were lounge areas spread throughout and the activations you could meet people and mingle really really easily and it was just so easy to navigate and so friendly what a comfortable environment so I really definitely recommend it if you go with friends or even if you want to go alone a thousand percent recommend it it was so much fun and done so beautifully so actual takeaways from the sessions so to be honest before every Everything before my session, I had a hard time paying attention to just because I had to kind of recap in my head, okay, this is what I'm going to say. So I couldn't focus too much, but um, everything after that was great and I could relax and really focus on everything. So I do have a few takeaways from some of the sessions and it's kind of all over the place because there were so many different topics, but number one is metrics will set you free. Know the numbers. I loved that. That was from one of the sessions just talking about finances. And then the second one, have a business bank account for a business bank account for your business. And um, it was very cool to see they asked the audience who actually has a business bank account. And most, most of the people in the room did. From what they said, it can just be very complicated to try to navigate your personal finances and business. So keeping it separate is pretty nice. Number three, come up with three big goals, focus on them and do them really well. I really liked that advice because I, as somebody who has all these different ideas and passions can get like, I'm going to do 50 things all at once. So sometimes it's nice to just narrow down the focus and do them really well. Number four, good content entertains in some way, whether it's educational entertainment and the speaker actually said edutainment. I believe that's what she said, which I liked that or humorous entertainment. And I just liked the way that was phrased because really at the end of the day, content media, it's all supposed to be entertaining in some way. And I think that's a good lens to think of content through. And lastly, number five, the takeaway is you'll grow and change the path Uh, is what gets you there and you'll grow and change along the way. So that was actually from Amy Song's session, who I was really excited to see. Um, She talked about how her content starting out was so different that she shared a lot of personal stuff and it was kind of cringy to look back on, but she wouldn't have built the connection with her audience that she has now without that and she wouldn't be where she is now. So you kind of just have to go with it and embrace it and evolve along the way. Just a quick recap on my session. It was so much fun. I talked about establishing your tech stack for your business so what does that digital ecosystem look like look like and what tools you need and it was so fun to talk about different tools I love tools since I work in marketing I use a lot of different tools and I it, it was cool to have like a back and forth conversation with those in my session because there was just a lot of learning happening and it was so fun to be able to provide value and I really hope if if you were there and are listening I hope you enjoyed it and got value and um, definitely let me know if you have any questions but it it was 
was just such a joy to be able to connect and chat with everybody after, especially about a topic that I'm passionate about because I know how much tools and just streamlining your processes and using technology to help you do that can really impact a business and help you be more productive. So it was amazing. But it was funny. The first, I would say like 20 seconds, 20 to 30 seconds, I felt like a little out of breath and I was like, okay, I think I'm like nervous. And it was just funny. I just like took a breath and it was fine. But like 30 seconds in, totally fine. Like snapped back. So good. Rest so com- like so comfortable. But it was kind of funny. Those first like 20 to 30 seconds, I was like, I can't breathe. But it turned out fine. So I think it was just the excitement and the adrenaline. So if you ever are public speaking, don't forget to breathe because that's pretty important. So after the event, I collapsed and ate dinner in my hotel room. I was so happy, but also pretty depleted. I have a problem where I can't really eat before a big speaking engagement or big event. I just can't eat. And when I got back to my hotel, I was starving because of it. I'm working on it, but it is a a thing that I just, I can't eat before something like that. And I also spent the night playing Tetris with my suitcase. So the swag bags we got at the event were incredible and I could just not leave those treasures behind. So I was trying to figure out my already packed suitcase, how to fit more stuff in there and reworking everything. So I was doing some expert folding and just tucking all of my treasures in there because there were some full-size products and I'm like I can't leave those behind and spoiler alert I ended up just checking my bag because there was no way I was going to meet the liquid requirements for the airplane and also there was no way I was going to be able to carry that and even still I had to leave a few things behind I left a note for the hotel staff to just say please take these I got them for free and they're really nice but I can't fit them in my bag so I hope they are enjoying the fancy teas and the protein powder and all these things that I just couldn't fit on the plane. Lastly, on Sunday morning, before heading to the airport, I decided to stop at a restaurant that's really cute called Cafe Basque in downtown LA. I've been following them forever as somebody who is of Basque descent. I have always wanted to go there. And I was just thinking like, eh, is it kind of crazy to go alone? Should I just get to the airport early? But no, once again, take the risk, lose the chance, which I know it's something is like not that exciting as like, oh, going to eat. Cool. But uh, for me, that wasn't exciting. So I Ubered over there and it was such a fabulous experience. It was kind of gloomy and rainy outside. So I definitely had my little moment sitting at a cafe in the rain, eating my sandwich. So it was just a beautiful moment and I'm grateful that I went. Um, And once again, I would just say like, don't be afraid to be alone. It's There were tons of people sitting there alone. No worries. Nobody even cares. So which is so funny. I feel like I go to, as I said earlier, I go to stuff alone a lot. Don't let being alone hold you back because I had such a fun experience that whole weekend and a lot of it was just being alone um, and meeting people while I was there. So then I went off to the airport and headed back home. And that is kind of the recap of the weekend. But before we wrap, sometimes when you're doing something like this, I feel like you kind of have to play it cool. Like, yeah, this is no big deal. And even more extreme, if you don't play it cool and chill, it seems like maybe you don't have the qualifications to be in that position or something. And maybe that's just a perception that I had because when I do stuff like this, it seems like nobody else is as as excited as I am. But I I think people just show their excitement differently, to be honest. But um, I... It was funny. I was even not going to share that photo of that goal list that I had posted and talked about earlier um, because I 
I don't know. I was like, eh, like, is that kind of weird to show like, oh yeah, I worked so hard for this. And even saying that now, that's such a strange thing to think. But sometimes I feel like we have to just be like, yeah, this happens all the time. No worries. Like whatever. I'm chill. Um, but I'm pretty much the opposite of chill and I like to be excited. And no matter how much I do and accomplish, I will always be this excited and grateful for opportunities like this. So I, just to share and connect with others is just really exciting to me. So that excitement doesn't mean you don't deserve it or that you're not qualified or like that oh how how did I get picked um I don't think excitement means any of those things I think it means you are qualified and just are excited about it like reaching goals is fun and it's exciting to put yourself out there and try new things there's a lot of downtimes and life can be really hard so why not be excited about things that make you happy so all of that to say, I guess this is that permission to just be excited and freak out about the things that you want to be excited about, and I'll be right there with you. And I wanted to leave off with our typical Friday favorite, something this week that I found that brings joy and can help make the working girl's life a little bit better. It was actually Bon Appetit uh, had two of the judges from the Great British Bake Off test out some American snacks and which is the best American snack because of course they're from uh, England so they aren't familiar with all our great snacks <laughs> and um, it was just very hilarious watching Oreo versus Thin Mint and Doritos versus Lay's so funny to see all these American snacks being looked at from like a fancy food lens the, the video is about two weeks old now but I just discovered it this week and I watched it during my lunch break and honestly it made my whole day so I definitely recommend that if you haven't seen it thank you so much for listening to working girl talk today make sure to follow the podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify wherever you listen to podcasts and if you feel so inclined review the podcast if you found any value in today's episode or even in a past episode please review the podcast and let me know what you think i always love hearing what you have to say and that really means so much to any podcaster or creator to get that direct feedback also feel free to copy this episode and share it with a friend who needs to hear it thank you so much have a wonderful work day and i will talk to you next week.